What is up, everybody? Thank you for checking out a new episode of the Babacoa Core podcast. I'm your host, Patrick C. Huerta. Thank you again for listening. I very much appreciate it. Um, like, share, subscribe uh, on whichever platform that you use to listen to these podcasts. Uh, as you know, we're on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, uh, YouTube, uh, CastBox, and Google Play. Just hit the subscribe button uh, on that so you'll be notified every time we post a new episode. Um, I'm changing it up. As you know, I like to change things up uh, even after I say that I'm going to do a set plan. Uh, but I'm going to just post uh, episodes whenever the episodes are available rather than waiting for a certain day. I'm just going to try my best to get an episode out weekly. Um, and since I don't have a set day, the best thing to do is to subscribe to these uh, to these platforms, uh, whether it's on iTunes, SoundCloud, CastBox, Google Play, or YouTube, uh, so you'll get notifications every time a new episode is uploaded. Um, so that would be the best bet. So like, share, subscribe. I do appreciate it. Uh, and, and even on iTunes, if you give like a five-star review, that will help our visibility uh, for other people to listen to the podcast, be introduced to the podcast. Uh, so it won't only be helping me uh, and, and the podcast, but also the guests that I bring in. Uh, it'll help them, help promote, push, uh, whatever it is they have going on. Uh, I want to give out uh, shout-outs from the SoundCloud. Uh, these are people that have uh, liked an episode from this past month um, or within the past month. Um, so I'm going to start giving out shout outs. So that's a good way to, to get to, um, to say thank you to all those people that are, uh, supporting this podcast. Uh, so shout outs through SoundCloud, uh, shout out to ugly head. Not only do, uh, does he let me use the intro, uh, the music for the intro and outro of this and every episode, but he listens to the podcast and he likes the episodes. So shout out to ugly head. Uh, shout out to Israel Garcia comic. Uh, he was on the, the last, the last Salada show that I did a couple weekends ago. Uh, funny guy, uh, a great comic. Uh, we talked about getting him on the podcast. So he's on tour right now. Uh, so whenever he's back in town, I'm going to definitely try my best to get him to sit down and do an episode for the Bible Cold Core podcast. Uh, but shout out to him for liking, uh, the episode of the last Salada's one. Uh, shout out to Kirian. L. Lavinge 26. I'm sorry if I'm getting that name wrong. Um, and also Kirian P. Richards. Not sure if those are the same people, uh, but they both uh, liked an episode respectively. Uh, so shout out to the two Kirians. Kirians. Uh, shout out to Darren D. Palumbo 5. Uh, shout out to user 36292157. You don't have a name on there, but I should give you a shout out anyway with your user ID. Uh, shout out to Terry Karpinski and shout out to China of China Dolls Unique World. Um, thank you very much for listening to the podcast, for supporting, uh, liking, and sharing, subscribing. Thank you for listening. I appreciate that. Uh, as always, let me give shout outs to uh cbdb follow them on instagram at mycbdb or use their website www.mycbdb.com uh, on the website you can use the promo code txmc and that will give you 15 percent off of any purchase that you make through the website uh, but follow them on instagram at mycbdb uh, so you can find out where they're at. Uh, CBDB, they're the Texas Hemp Botanical Alternative Boutique and pop-up shop for all your CBD needs uh, all throughout Texas. Uh, so shout out to CBD, uh, CBDB. Uh, also, again, shout out to Ugly Head uh, for letting us use the music for the intro and outro uh, of these episodes. Uh, Ugly Head just released a new EP. It's called the Disembodied EP. It is currently available for digital download. Uh, through their band camp. Uh, I have the link um, uh, through uh, the babacoacore.com page. Click that link and that will take you to uh, Ugly Head's website and so you can get more information on them. So shout out to Ugly Head. Also shout out to 10.4 Menudo y Mas. Uh, they're on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, they are a, a pop-up shop. They specialize in Menudo. 
they also do like pulled pork sandwiches, uh, shredded chicken sandwiches, different stuff from time to time. But to stay in the know, follow them on Instagram and on um, on Facebook. Um, you could also follow the Babacoa Core podcast page on Facebook. That is where I like to repost anything that the guests of the podcast or friends of the podcast have going on. I like to share and repost it there. And um, also follow the, the Babacoa Core podcast Instagram um, I prefer the Instagram just because the whole algorithms thing. I'm not sure if you're seeing everything that I like that I share or repost on Facebook. So follow the Baba Core Core podcast Instagram page. That is where I also repost um, uh, anything that the guests or friends of the podcast have going on. If there's a show that they're a part of, I repost it on that page. Uh, so follow the Instagram page. Follow us on Facebook. You can find everything Baba Core Core uh, related. Uh, at the website, uh, it's www.babacoacore.com. Uh, again, you could find the, the links to uh, all the platforms, you know, SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Google Play, CastBox, uh, or the YouTube page. Um, and you can also find, you know, the CBDB is linked up to there and uh, Ugly Heads linked up to there. Uh, also, you what you can find there is show announcements. I have two show announcements for June. Uh, June fifth, I will be part of the local Budos comedy show. Uh, so yeah, that's June fifth. That's gonna be at the Cinderella Ballroom. That's at three 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 West Avenue in San Antonio, Texas, seven eight two one three. So June fifth, Wednesday, June fifth. Doors will open at 7.30. Dinner's going to be between 7.30 and 8 o'clock. Admission is $20, but that includes your meal. And I'm assuming that's going to be uh, some type of Mexican plate. I don't know if they're doing like a Mexican buffet uh, before the show. Um, The comedy will be between uh, 8 and 10 o'clock. There will be um, a 20-minute intermission, like sometime around 9, I guess. Uh, again, tickets are twenty dollars. I'm assuming that's at the door, uh, but with that twenty dollars, uh, dinner is included in that. Uh, at this event, it's a bring your own liquor, but no outside beer, because uh, beer will be available for purchase at the venue. Uh, so that's June 5th, the local Budos comedy show. Uh, it's going to be me and and ten other uh, comedians, I believe. Um, I don't have the list of comedians. I'll get that to you. Uh, you know when it's posted. Uh, so yeah, but I will be on that show. Uh, I believe we're doing 10 minutes, 10 minute sets. Uh, so yeah, you can see that June 5th, uh, local Budos comedy show at the Cinderella ballroom, uh, in San Antonio. And I'll, I'll have a link to that, to the Facebook event page, uh, through my website, babacoacore.com, B-A-R-B-A-C-O-A-C-O-R-E.com, uh, for the event page on that. Also, uh, the Babacoa Core podcast will be at the Return to the Metal Capital show. That's uh, June 29th. That's Saturday, June 29th. Uh, that's going to be at the UTSA Institute of Texan Cultures. Uh, that's downtown San Antonio. Uh, that's that's happening uh, starting at 1 p.m. It runs from like 1 p.m. to like 3 p.m. Uh, it's a celebration of the San Antonio 80s metal scene. Uh, so there'll be live music by Bifist. Uh, they'll be performing like essay, uh, metal classics. Uh, there'll be an exhibit by Text Pop, uh, of the Texas metal memorabilia. Uh, there's also exclusive prizes and giveaways, uh, at the day at, at the event. Uh, there will be a music panel featuring, um, uh, people from Hellstar, uh, a member of Juggernaut, member of Cirrus, uh, Cyrus, uh, member of Wizards, uh, member of SA Slayer and member of Bifist. Uh, and uh, that panel is going to be moderated by Rob Chavez. Uh, the event is brought to you by uh, the UTSA Institute of Texan Cultures and associates with the, with Rob Chavez of Rob's Metalworks. Uh, so I'm, I'm stoked to be a part of this, part of this event. Uh, I will be conducting interviews uh, at the show uh, people involved in the in the show, and also just fans uh, of the the show, the people that came out to take part of this this celebration, the celebration of the '80s metal scene. Uh, 
so you could catch me out there. Uh, you could be a, probably be a part of the Bible Core Core podcast uh, if you if you uh, if you come out to that show. Uh, so yeah, I have that information. Uh, is uh, you can find more information on that on the, the website, thebabacoacore.com. Uh, also, more information of the comedy show on June fifth at babacoacore.com. Uh, cool. That's it for the intro. It's a very long intro. Uh, on this episode, I have local comedian uh, Brendan Potter. Uh, he's a very funny guy. I've seen him at a bunch of open mics and working on his craft. Uh, I've been wanting to get him in for a while. Uh, you know, he's part of like the, the writing crew that they do or it's, it's, it's not really a, a official name, but I just, every time you see him around, they're always together. The, the, the three guys, uh, Joey Smith, who's been on the podcast before Justin Byers, who's been on the podcast before and now Brendan Potter and then Brendan Potter. He's part of a show uh, that's going on at the laugh out loud comedy club, um, uh, in San Antonio. That's uh, June 2nd. Uh, it's a free show, but you do get an RSVP on the website. Uh, that's uh, 7.30. Uh, so you can go to the Laugh Out Loud uh, uh, Comedy Club website, um, the event uh, event uh, Eventbrite page uh, for to RSVP your tickets. Um, it's going to be a good show. Not only is Brendan Potter on there, but they have uh, Adrian Flores, uh, Joey Legretti, um, uh, Jay LaFarre, uh, Big Al Gonzalez, and then Anthony Torino. Uh, so it's, it's going to be a heavy, a night of heavy hitters. Uh, so it'll be fun. June second at the Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club uh, at seven thirty. Um, so yeah, you could also find them on Instagram uh, and and uh, Twitter at Potters uh, or Pots on Fire. P O T T S O N F I R E. Uh, or you can follow him on uh, Facebook, uh, Brendan Potter. But funny guy, you know, we had to wrap it up because I like to keep these episodes close to an hour. There was so much more that I wanted to get into. Uh, so I, I will definitely have him back on uh, to talk more about, uh, you know, different stuff. Uh, but for now, uh, enjoy the episode. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Brendan Potter. What's up, man? Oh, nothing much, man. Uh, I love that ugly head, by the way, playing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's good uh, Good friends of mine from Seattle, dude. Nice. Uh, and um, on the intro and outro, I play drums on those on those tracks. Yeah, dude. So I was like, oh, look, if I asked him if I could use it, he's like, oh, man, it's fucking, yeah, cool. Go nice. ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm nice and relaxed right now, you know, with CBDB. Oh, now I see what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good, man. Cool, man. I'm the company man. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell the company line. Yeah, you brought your bike, man. How long have you been riding bikes? Uh, about like five, six years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you just got this new one, huh? Yeah, I just got the new one. Actually, I got it like mainly for comedy. Um, I had a uh, a Sportster, like a tiny little bike. Uh-huh. And my wife had a bike, too. Your wife she, rides, too? She did, yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> she got her bike like a couple years ago. She had a little Sportster as well. Mm. her bike was actually better than mine man like yeah. her bike was sick um but she never rode it dude it like she went over a year without riding it oh yeah yeah and so i was like look we could trade in both bikes and get a bike that's like good for long distance trips because i started taking the sportster down to like jokesters i live up in new Braunfels, uh-huh so i started taking it down to like jokesters and down to lol mm-hmm. and dude it's like on a little sportster you're getting like tossed around in the wind so i was like if i get like why don't we trade in these and i'll get something that's like actually nice yeah 46 miles to the gallon instead of my truck, which is like 15. Yeah. So why'd she stop riding? Uh, she just never really got comfortable on it. Yeah. Like she, she did like the course. She would go on back roads all the time and she went on like a couple little main roads, but she was a little too afraid to go on like main roads. Yeah. Like I don't blame her. It's, you know, it's at first it's kind of freaky. The other thing was like, we would try and get out to ride, but we have two kids. Mm. So it's like, we would either have to have somebody come over to like watch the kids just so we could ride. Yeah. And it was just kind of a, like, we never really could get out together. Yeah. So, and she's not going to go riding on her own without me. Yeah. Like while she doesn't know anything. I wanted to get a bike. I told my wife, like for my 35th birthday, you know, 
we'll get a bike. You know, I want to want to get a bike. Hell yeah. And then, well, my brother-in-law got one, my wife's brother, uh, got a bike and I was like, mm, you kind of ruined it for me. <laughs> <laughs> he stole your thunder. Yeah. 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 Just get a better bike than him. Make his look girly. Nah. Uh, but he, he's all into it and stuff. You know, I guess he's going through that like a uh, midlife crisis or whatever and stuff. And then all his cousins, like he has cousins up in, in Houston and, and, uh, I think just in Houston that, that ride bikes and stuff. Right. So he'll take that trip. He'll do that road trip and stuff. But I always wanted to get a bike, uh, like just for the long road. Like I don't think I would ride in the city, like just to and from work and stuff. Yeah. But I, I, like, I think it would be kind of relaxing to do it like, like the big open roads, like long road trips and stuff. I love it, dude. Like I like in the, on the weekends, I just go out cruising just to cruise. Yeah. It says it's pretty relaxing and shit. Uh, but nah, man. And then all of a sudden, like when I turned 35, 36, and all of a sudden I became like very aware of like accidents. You yes. Know, like, oh shit. Like I'm not afraid to die. I'm, right. af- I'm afraid to like not completely die. <laughs> you know, like you're do- afraid of surviving. That's, yeah, yeah. Surviving and like being like fucking like paralyzed and shit. Like we just saw, uh, what was that one with, with Kevin Hart and, uh, um, oh, yeah, he's yeah. like the caregiver. Yeah upside or i don't know the name of it but i know what you're talking about yeah man and i was like man that would suck like the only reason like it would it was good for that guy well not not good for anybody but like he was like a millionaire like so so much money like yeah that that would that's what helped him survive you know uh, getting the caretakers and getting like everybody to help him out and shit like i was like fuck if if i'm paralyzed like i'm just fucked yeah and i was like man with my luck it would be that like you're you're not gonna die but you're can't move anything just like your your neck and shit uh, if my wife doesn't know already uh you need to pull the plug if something happens she's not gonna listen to this probably she never listens to anything i'm on so <laughs> she's, she's like, i listen to you too much already yeah that's why i have like a, a dnr tattooed on my stomach dnr what's that do not oh do not recess oh yeah yeah okay <laughs> i was uh, thinking it was some type of like game game of thrones type shit <laughs> which i know you don't listen to or watch sorry, i've never seen an episode of it uh well we don't have hbo we just we have uh we do netflix and stuff but we yeah. don't watch hbo but i've never really been into like any of those like uh what would you call them like i'm not fan- a sci-fi fantasy guy. pieces yeah same i like way. i like space i like sci-fi I like star trek and star wars and shit like that okay uh but i've never been into like the the fantasy uh shit like that yeah you, know. you don't like dragons and incest? Nah. Which one? Like just the dragons? You don't like the dragons? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> incest I'm okay with. It's just the dragons that bore me, you know? Roll Tide, man. <laughs> so that's cool, man. So yeah, uh, thanks for coming on. I've been wanting to get you on for a while, man. Yeah. And then I saw that you have this show kind of coming up. Uh, oh, yeah. I started off uh, shout outs um, and, and social media. How do people find you? Uh, people can find me uh, Pots on Fire. P-O-T-T-S-O-N-F-I-R-E on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, I'm just Brendan Potter. To be honest, uh, I do not really get on Twitter or Instagram too much. Yeah. But I need to be better about it. Yeah, man. It's a great networking tool, man. Yeah. Just to get people like to like, hashtag it up and like people can find out about you who don't know you personally and stuff and then they could find you yeah. on different outlets and stuff. Yeah, it's definitely something I need to be better about. What What kind of turned me off to it was what I was telling you about where like, I would post something and the only people that would like it were people that live anywhere else. Oh, okay. And so like all my family would like, who hasn't seen me in 10 years would be like, Oh, I'm sure you're going to do great. And it just got to the point where it's just like, this is kind of weird to like post comedy stuff. And nobody that's been to my show is like, I bet you're going to do great. And yeah. like, I didn't feel like a comedian's post. You know what I mean? No, no, I get it. I mean, you could, you could do like a comedy, like a comedian page. I know a few people have yeah. like a few pages out there and stuff, but that gets too hard to handle, like too much to handle sometimes, you know, right. like a, a personal page. I don't think mine would be page. too much to handle. No. Uh, but so you got the show coming up, uh, on the second, right? Yeah. So on, What's uh, up with that? June 2nd, it's, uh, starts at seven thirty. tickets are actually free. Uh, I post about it pretty much every day. I'm sure you could find on LOL's website as well, but Tickets are free. You just have to register for the tickets at the Eventbrite page. But it's Anthony Torino, Al Gonzalez, Jay Lafar, uh, Adrian Flores, and Joe Legretti, and then myself. Yeah. So I'm I'm fucking stoked for it, man. That'll be my first time on the big stage. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a fucking like it's a, it's a loaded uh, loaded show. I mean, like all those heavy hitters and stuff. Yeah. Is it a, a, like I was asking you? So it's a, a military themed show. Like everybody's been in the military or something like that. I don't think everybody's been in the military. I think uh, either Al or Jay, one of those two is not. Uh, maybe Jay. I'm not positive. Yeah, I think um, Al was in the military. Okay, yeah. yeah. The uh, 
but I know Anthony runs Crosshairs Comedy, and Crosshairs Comedy is very like militarily involved mm. as far as like they make sure that veterans get like I think either discounts or in free mm. most of the time. So I think a lot of the stuff that Anthony Torino throws on is a little bit more military themed. Yeah, in the sense that you have like a lot of military people coming out. Yeah. So what about uh, Joe or, or Adrian? Were they, were they in the military? Do you know? I don't think so. No, I'm not, I'm not positive, but I don't think so. Oh, okay. I just thought like it, that was like everybody was part of like the military, like different branches being oh. represented or something. Uh, I I should have I should have torn down that thought immediately. Yeah. There's no way I would get in. <laughs> They'd be like, no, your T levels are through the charts, but on the bottom end, so yeah. you're not allowed to be in here. Yeah, man. I always, I always told people like, I, w- I wish I would have joined the military. You know, my my family, my sister was in the uh, the navy. I had a cousin in the navy, two uncles in the navy, my grandfather was in, in the navy and stuff. So I would always say, oh man, I wish you know I would follow that right that footsteps. And then I was, they were like, well, we'll do it. So I stopped saying that until I turned thirty. Right. I was like, well, I can't do it now. You know, yeah, I just, yeah. I, now I just wish I could have. <laughs> Dude, I grew up like mostly in California. Yeah, where I grew up, like the military, I never even thought of as an option. It was never pushed that much in school. Yeah, I don't know why, but like it wasn't until I moved out here that I was like, "Oh shit!" Military was actually like an option for a lot of people. I it mm-hmm. never even crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. They didn't go to your high school and try to recruit you from there. I'm sure they did. Maybe they just avoided me. Maybe maybe I'm just finding out now that they really didn't want me. Yeah, they were like avoiding me in the hallways. Yeah, 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 yeah. They didn't approach me in high school either. <laughs> I guess I would see their table. I was like. No, I just like don't don't make eye contact, and they yeah. never want they never want me either. I guess. You come up, they put up like an out to lunch <laughs> sign up, yeah. break. And yeah. They just sit there. We'll be back. They're still sitting there. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, like I always like. Well, I like the travel aspect of it. Yeah, I forget. I think who was I talking to? I don't know. But I, I, my biggest fear was not making it through like boot camp and shit. Like you, you've seen uh, Full Metal Jacket, right? Right. My biggest fear was being that guy being Gomer Pyle, you know, like yeah, that, yeah. that goes crazy and shit picked on and all that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's punished extra because of his actions right. or lack thereof, you know, whatever. I was like, fuck, I could be that guy. You know, I don't have any confidence in, in my physical ability. Oh, I, neither do I. And I don't have any confidence in my uh, mental ability either. Cause I'm pretty <laughs> sure I would have tested terribly and then they would have put me on the front line somewhere. Yeah. I've been like, he is expendable as fuck, man. <laughs> That's funny. I was talking to, to to Adrian. He's your your personal trainer, right? Adrian. Uh, Adrian I haven't worked out with him in a little while. I don't know if you could tell, but no, uh, man. see, you're you're skinny and shit. Like, I guess you're just trying to like bulk up. Well, I just so uh, I lost like 38 pounds this year. Like from January to now, I lost yeah. like 38 pounds. So now I'm like where I want to be. Now I wouldn't mind bulking up a little bit now. Yeah, but but no. Yesterday he was like, "Man, you should you should we should work out together. You should work out. You know, I, I can you know, help you out and stuff." And I was like, no, man, that would be embarrassing and shit. You know, like, I feel like I got to work out just to, so I could work out Bro, with him. For because real. Because the stories I hear, like, he's, he's, well, he's, he's fucking buff, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what he does for a living. The last time I worked out with him was, was really depressing for me. So, yeah. like, I was working out and, uh, he was like halfway through the workout, he was like, hey, you weren't really athletic, like, in high school, were you? And I was like, what? Like, I was actually really athletic in high school. That was like really depressing to hear. Yeah. And man. then, I, I started like feeling like we were working out and I was like, dude, I think I'm going to throw up. And he was like, all right, well like stop. And like, you know how it is. Like you're like, I'm a man. I'm like, all right, well we stopped for like a minute and I was like, all right, well let's start again. He was like, do you still feel like you're going to throw up? It's like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, then don't work out idiot. And I, dude, I ended up throwing up like 30 seconds later. Yeah. We had to like cut the workout short. It was embarrassing. See, that's the thing too. Like I, I, I don't want to, um, I would never say that I need to stop. You right. Know? I was just like, oh, just like ignoring all these dots in, in my eyes <laughs> yeah. and shit like that. You know, like, oh, I'm just feeling dizzy. But, and that's, I, I don't know why, where I got that from, where I would never like, I'd rather pass out. Right. You know, than, than say, oh, I can't do that anymore. Uh-huh. And that, that would be fucking embarrassing too. Like, fucking pass out, piss my pants, shit my pants <laughs> and shit. Just because wake up 30 minutes pride, later. Yeah. Just because of my pride. Uh, but I was like, fuck, man, I, I couldn't do that. And that's why, like, I would sign up for like gyms, like uh, yeah. gym memberships. And uh, I would never go just because I was embarrassed to to be around people. And even those ones that say, like, no judgment zone, like, no, nah, they fucking judge. Yeah. Man. That's why guys go to the gym to, like, see who they're better than. Right, right. You know, that's the whole point. So I was like, I would exercise at home yeah. to try to prepare to go to the gym. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I wasted a lot of money because they won't let you just cancel. Like, like, no, you can't cancel. Like, 
You can't cancel over the phone. You can't cancel by email. You have to go in person. Like, oh, fuck it. Dude, a gym membership is like trying to get a sweater back from a clinging girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, you will get the sweater back from the clinging girlfriend before you cancel that gym membership. Yeah. Because next thing you know, you're back with that girlfriend. <laughs> you're like, well, why, why do I get back? Oh, that sweater. Uh, yeah, man. We have a gym here in the, in the complex and stuff. And I've probably, I've lived here five years. I've probably been there. Uh, once for every year that I've been here. Uh, yeah, man. You know what would be the ultimate power move since you live here? You know when people like buy a treadmill at their house and like after a month people just hang clothes on it? Yeah. <laughs> you should just come down here and hang clothes on the treadmill down here. <laughs> that would be funny. This is my storage. <laughs> my storage now. I got I to gotta, I gotta get back into it, man. I got to fucking get back on my diet because I fucking... It's just so hard to fucking be healthy and shit. Dude, for real. It's It's expensive. Uh, and it's not convenient. And, um, yeah, but I kept saying like, Oh, I'll just eat whatever. And then just go yeah. to the gym. But I've been saying that for months. I haven't been in the gym yet. Dude. You know? I, I would definitely like overeat before, but my, my crux was like Cokes, man. I would drink Cokes. Yeah. I drink like five, six, seven a day. Yeah. So I cut that shit out and like that, that dropped me down a bunch, but like even beyond the Cokes, it's like depressing seeing what you used to eat, which is incredibly delicious. Mm-hmm. You're like, dude, that is like way more than I should have in like two days. Yeah. In that one meal. And I was doing that like three times a day. Yeah. And I'm at the point where like it's good at that time, like when you're while you're eating it. And then afterwards, I'm like, man, I really didn't do that. I really didn't need to do that. You know, just avoid your eyes in the mirror. Yeah. Or just like avoid like reading the back of the packet. Thing, right. You know, like my, my thing is Pop-Tarts. I fucking... I fucking hate that I love Pop-Tarts because it's just fast, easy, right. and, you know, it's comforting when you, you know, in the morning with your coffee and all that shit. And then What's you your Pop-Tart of choice? Uh, strawberry. And then you, they'll see, like, like, a big old fucking stamp on the front, like, this was 410 pounds, or 410 calories. I was like, for one, for or that? is it for the package? <laughs> for the package. Oh. Oh, I think it's for the package. I don't know, man. But I was like, fuck, man. And like, I thought, that's not satisfying anymore, and now I'm just depressed, and now I'm a little, <laughs> like, I got the sugar shakes and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, man, just getting older, man, like you gotta, we gotta watch what you, what you eat now. Uh, but yeah, but no, I was like, he's like, yeah, you should work out. Right? We should work out together. I was like, man, I can't, I'm not going to do that. You know, like it's embarrassing. Right. But, uh, I, I need, I need somebody who's like starting with me, but everybody who's in my same, like yeah disposition, like they're like, they're not working out either. <laughs> so I was like. Dude, I know I'm not like the manliest man, but it is like really embarrassing. Like we were doing like pull-ups after like not that many. He was like assisting me up and then like we're doing push-ups and not that many into them. I'm going down to like the knee push-ups yeah. and then not that many into the knee push-ups. I like can't do them. So he's like helping me up. He's doing like 80% of the work. It was embarrassing. Yeah. The only thing that was nice was like where he was at is like a personal trainer place and so the only people that are in there are with a personal trainer mm-hmm. so it's not like a golds or like a planet fitness where you walk in and there's like a hundred people in there it's kind of like a private yeah private gym. so like i really only had two to four other people judging me and two of them were like trainers so yeah they kind of understood yeah i thought about inviting uh somebody over here to like just look at the gym look at the equipment because they've, they've expanded since then uh, i mean since i've been here right and i was like oh man there's all this stuff that i don't know how to use <laughs> I was like thinking of inviting somebody to come and like just work, do like a like a, a program, like write up a program for me that I could just do right whenever I have time. Uh, but I was like, man, I don't want to invite somebody and then pay them for it and then not do the program. Yeah, you know, because you invest in something and not follow through, you're like, fuck, man, I just wasted all that money. Well, what are you are you trying to bulk up or what are you trying to do? I am just trying to uh, not bulk up, uh, but just not be as flabby, you know. That's all you, you don't need to work out necessarily for that, man. Like I didn't yeah. work out until I had already lost like 30 ish pounds. Yeah. It's just diet, dude. No, I, I know that the, the diet would help out like, uh, like fast, you know? Yeah. I, I, Cause I know I eat a lot of bad stuff. So my thing was like, oh, I could still eat the bad stuff if I'm working out. Right. But now I'm like, because I'm eating the bad stuff, I have no energy to do the workout stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of like fucked <laughs> either way, you know? Going to like a McDonald's coma and wake up. Like, yeah, oh shit, man. I was supposed to work out. Like, I'll be eating like garbage at, at work. And I was like, oh man, you know, I'm just going to go home and like uh, go for a long walk, you know, take right. the dog for a long walk. And then I get home and I was like, maybe tomorrow I'll do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, like convinced myself like, not, reasons why not to do it you know yeah 
uh, especially like with, with open mics and stuff, I was like, oh, well, I got to go hit up this mic. You know, I would work out. I swear to God, but I got to go do this, try out this new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's what's funny. People like, people are like, dang, dude, you lost a lot of weight. They're like, oh, did you cut out drinking beer? And I'm like, no, actually I've drank more beer from January to now than I ever have in my entire life. Yeah. Cause like I started stand up in December mm-hmm. and like I drink all the time when I'm at like, you know, any of the clubs. So yeah. it's like, dude, I've actually like, and then I drink at the house too. So yeah, I've drank like way more than I have. It's just cutting out all the other stuff. I'm sure I would have probably done a little better with the beer, maybe yeah. a little faster, but. Do you, do you like to drink before you go on or you just drink afterwards or you just drink during? Dude, if I get a little buzzed, it fucks up my concentration For completely, sure, man. completely. Like if, if I got, I was actually buzzed last night and it, it totally fucked me up. I forgot the order of jokes. I forgot a couple jokes. Yeah. Um, and that was just on me. That was stupid on my part. But yeah, dude, if if I get the least bit buzzed, my my brain gets just a little foggy enough to the point where like I'll be like, what? What joke is next? What joke is next? And then I feel like I'm standing there for an eternity, but really it's only like a second or two. Yeah. And so I just panic and go into like the first joke that comes in my head. Yeah. When I started, I was like 100 percent sober. You know, that that whole month I was doing a sober month and it, towards the end of that month, it was last March. Um I went up and I did sober. I was like, oh man, that, that felt great, you know, being all clear headed. And for the the first few times, like it was just sober and I was like, oh, let me just see what I could do, you know, right. with a drink or two. And no, I can't, I can't do it, man. Dude. I can't do it. And then sometimes like, cause they're so late. Some of these open mics are so late and you're there like early cause you have to be there early to sign up. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, oh, let me just have another drink and stuff. And my problem is I can't just have one. Right. You know, they'll be like, oh, we have this like a shot and beer combo. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, that's a good deal. I can't pass up a good deal. And then by the time my name gets caught up, I'm like, fucking shit, man. Like, I can't do this. Dude. I can't can't do it. I can't drink and and do uh, go on stage. I don't know how people drink. I don't know how people get high and go on stage. There is, like, if I got high and went on stage, Mm -mm. I would laugh all five minutes. Yeah. Thinking about the joke that I wanted to tell. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like the last time, I, well, like uh, uh, a couple of Thursdays at Jokesters, they have the Jokesters open mic on Thursday. Right. Uh, we didn't think anybody's going to show up. You know, we just thought it was going to be other uh, other comics and stuff. And so I was like, well, fuck it. If we're just yeah. like, you know, knocking off and just trying stuff out in front of like other comics, you know, right. Get a couple of drinks. So I got fucking wasted before Dude. before it even started. Before the mic even started, you know, I was getting whiskey and beer, whiskey and beer, and then. By the time like I'm getting to go up, people are starting to show up. Like other people besides right. comics. So now it's turning into like an actual you gotta make these people laugh. You gotta make them wanna come back and shit. Right. Dude, it was fucking horrible. It was fucking horrible. And I felt bad too. I was like, what a fucking waste of, of an open mic of a night. because uh, it was my last time to uh, to try stuff out before oh. I had the show the, the showcase. The chiladas. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. I was so mad at myself. But uh I had a good buzz. How <laughs> did chiladas go? It was good, man. Um, it was a, uh, it was an older crowd. Uh, it was uh, first time doing ten minutes, um, and uh, it was good, man. My 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 starts like the way I start always determines how my set's gonna be. Right. Uh, so it was a good start. Nice. And then I was just rolling with it. Uh, there was some stuff that didn't hit, and right. so I pointed that out. You know, like oh, that didn't hit like I thought it would. And them seeing me like be disappointed in my joke, right. that, that would make them laugh and stuff. Nice, man. Um, but it, it was good, man. I felt I felt like it was a very solid set. Uh, I wanted to use the the film because uh, Irma was recording it. She recorded the 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 one who runs Mind Twist Comedy, right? Uh, she recorded our sets, and then on the jokes that I wanted to like cut up and maybe like put up uh, put on YouTube or whatever, the waitresses were standing oh, for the camera man. and shit. It's like fuck, man. So I got I got good audio uh, of it of the crowd's responses and all that stuff. Nice, dude. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a good show. It was a really good show. And in fact, be, with that show, I got another show on June fifth uh, with some people that are trying to put together like some type of uh, some type of TV show for Amazon. Dude, badass! They're gonna try to mix like comedy, like stand up comedy, and then like people doing skits and stuff. Uh, so they're putting like a package together to like submit to Amazon and stuff. Uh, so that we're doing that show, the local Budos show, uh, June fifth. And which is cool because they're gonna do they're gonna do a comedy reel like they record everybody's sets. Nice. Uh, it's gonna be look kind of look professional and stuff. Um, and then the, they offer free headshots and stuff. And then like, I think they give you like a bottle of 
of whoever they're sponsored by. Sick. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah. I, I told him, oh, I want to lose like 10 pounds before I do headshots. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, I got to lose his fucking chin and shit. They're like, oh, we could do like Photoshop. I was like, I want it to be me. <laughs> uh, but that's cool. So uh, the show that you have coming up on Sunday, man. So that's your first time at uh, on the big stage at LOL? Yeah, first time on the big stage. That'll be like far and away the biggest show that I've done to date. Um, yeah. I'm dude, I'm stoked for it, man. Like I'm, I'm ready for it. I, I worked out the five that I wanted to do last Friday. I still need to, uh, like do it again, make mm-hmm. sure it's something I want to do, mm-hmm. but so I'm doing five minutes and I'm, I'm fucking ready for it, man. That's awesome, man. Yeah. What, what other shows have you done? What other shows have you done? <sighs> man. Uh, I mean, really, I did like, uh, this one, like benefit one that Joey was telling you about on his podcast, the uh, for the heroes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, we did that one. Man, show shows, I, like nothing else is even coming to mind. I think I've basically just done open mics. Um, that's really about it, man. I, yeah, so that's really about it. Yeah. So you just started uh, this past December? Yeah, December 17th, man. Man, I thought you'd been doing it for a while, man. No, I, uh, the first time I went out was the week before December 17th, and that's actually where I met Joey, Joey Smith. Mm-hmm. I got to give a big shout out to Joey, dude. I love Joey. Uh, I went out to LOL. Wanted to watch it because I had no idea how any of it worked. I knew yeah. I wanted to go up. So I was like, okay, I'll go watch it this week and then I'll go up next week. And so I went out. I met Joey that first night. Joey was like, dude, come out to Jokesters in two nights. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, well, fuck it. I'll try and write like a set by Thursday. So I wrote a set by Thursday and went out with him. So he's kind of been with me from day one. Like, I think that was his second time-ish going mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've kind of been on the ride together. Like anywhere he's like been able to like get me in or get me on a show or something. He's been able to help me out, man. Joey's a bomb, but yeah, yeah. I started in December and just been trying to kind of work on everything I have since then. No, that's why I wanted to get you on, man. Cause like, uh, the way, the, the way I see y'all like, uh, like as a three Mouseketeers, like yeah. you, uh, Joey and, and Byers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause I, uh, y'all are always together. Y'all run as a little, like a little pack and stuff. Yeah. Like y'all write together too, right? Y'all do yeah. like writing sessions and stuff. Yep. That's cool, man. That that kind of works out. Like, help out, like, give a different perspective, different point of view and stuff. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I've had Byers on. I had Joey on. And then, like, oh, so when are you going to come on, man? Yeah. And then I saw you had the show. I was like, come on. we got to do it now. What I love, like, we seem to to write well together. Like, I don't, I don't know exactly. I can't speak for the other guys as far as, like, what they get out of it. I get a lot out of writing with them. Mm-hmm. And I don't get a lot out of writing with them. I actually get a lot out of just shooting the shit with them. Mm-hmm. Like, sitting here talking like you and I are. Mm-hmm. I get some of my best jokes like that. Yeah. Um, we've written with like Adrian quite a bit, Adrian Flores. Yeah. That dude, like just sitting, talking to him, I get some of like the best material that I've ever had. Yeah. At least, at least in my eyes. No, I need to do that more. I need to do like more of the, the hangout because I don't really do that. Like I'll go, like I'll go sign up at LOL and right. then I'll see what time, what time I get. And you, it's always, it's always usually late. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, let me go run this errand. I'll take care of this and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll probably just show up like right before my set. So I'll catch a couple of people. Um, and then by that time, like everybody's pretty much gone and shit, you know? Yeah. Or I'll try to, yeah, like yesterday I hit up Elbow Room. Elbow Room is still a rough, rough place, man. Have you been there yet? The yeah. Elbow Room? It's a, a rough place, man, but it has such great potential to I- be a good spot. The the look layout everything of that the, room is awesome. The bar is great, man. The yes. bartenders suck, but uh, I mean, no offense. What they don't suck. They're very nice people, but they are yelling the whole time. Comments are on stage, yeah, and not even yelling to customers. They're yelling to themselves. They're just like adding their own. And like the bar is set right by the fucking stage, right? I was like, why do you have to be so loud? Like, why are you so fucking loud right now? Like, do you not know what's going on? Do you not understand right. this? Uh, but I mean, that's like, that could be worked out. That could be like, you know, maybe I could tell them instead of like bitching them from, <laughs> bitching at them yeah. from the stage and shit, like, shut up, bitch. Uh, which happened a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, uh, it's I, a great place, man. I'm like monotone. And so just typically, if I'm in a place where there's a lot of talking going on, I really struggle. Yeah. Where like somebody like Dallas, who's a lot more like animated and. Yeah. And he demands your attention. Exactly. There's, I, that's something I definitely need to work on. Anytime I've been to Elbow Room, I, I really have to fight to get their attention. Yeah. So that's on me. Yeah. My problem with that is if I get to that point, then I start being angry. Yeah. I start coming up like angry. Like, I think I was telling you that last time at, um, at Old Main. Yeah. 
I got mad at this chick because I thought she was laughing sarcastically. Yeah. And she was like right there where we were, where the stage was. And then you just hear like, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, I started going, like going at her. Like, why the fuck are you doing that? Like, dude, if either laugh or don't, don't do that. And then I did another joke and she did it again. I was like, dude, just don't. Yeah. And then I come to find out, I'm watching a couple more contact comics. That's just how she laughs. Right. Like that was her real laugh. Right. I was like, oh shit, like now I'm an asshole. So I guess we both have stuff to work on. Yeah. You know, because that was a very annoying laugh. I, uh, when, when nobody pays attention to me, I just laugh at myself, man. Cause yeah. like I'm just spinning my wheels and I, I don't know, I look terrible. Like, especially when no one, I mean, what can you do? It's something I got to work on. Yeah. Yesterday. It's not interesting. Yesterday, uh, my set at LOL, there was a lot of people there, but they, my my first joke was not a joke that they liked, they liked or that they appreciated. Yeah. Um, and I kind of figured it out. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's a rough joke, but it works in the middle of my set because by that time, like you understand who I am, you right. understand my sense of humor, you understand, you know, what I do and all that stuff. But to come out of the gate and open with it, it, it could it could offend people. Right. And that's what did, that's what happened yesterday. <laughs> so like they they were just like hated me from the beginning oh man and i was like fuck man i couldn't dig myself out of it and it, it would have been worse if there was less people there but there was like so many people there well there was about like 20 people there right but uh the silence is, was killing me and i was like i oh, bet man, this is fucking horrible i'm sorry i fucking killed the whole <laughs> killed the whole mood and shit i did that yesterday i've got a few like racial jokes and I've I've found what I think is like the best order for him. Yeah. And I was just barely buzzed yesterday, man. And I could not forget or I could not remember the first order yeah. of that joke. And so I skipped straight to the second one. And little rough, man. A little rocky. Yeah. So it it's it's, it's good to learn, man. But it is fucking painful. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like uh, it did take me a long time to to fall asleep last night because yeah. of that. I kept like having the, like the shakes, like shaking. I'm like, fuck, I did that shit. Dude, is there anything worse? Like, I'm I'm a very very optimistic person. Yeah. Like always. Yeah. And I've found that ever since I started doing comedy, mm-hmm. like I I have a lot of lows in like I've never been like the type of person that gets kind of down. Mm-hmm. Uh, until I started doing comedy, man, there's like nothing worse than like you going up bombing and you're like, fuck. Yeah. There's nothing better and there's nothing worse than to help how you feel about yes. yourself. You know? Yes. If you have a good night. Oh, it's uh, the best. yeah, it's fucking amazing. Uh, and then you fucking, you fucking bomb and shit. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty bad, man. It's pretty bad. But again, like, uh, and then what sucks too is like, say, okay, say I had a bad set yesterday on Tuesday. Right. Like, I'm not going out tonight. I'll probably go out tomorrow. Right. But if I have another bad set tomorrow. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, you just get deeper and deeper into it. Like, it's like a gambler. Yeah. It doesn't wash away. It doesn't wash away until you get a really good set and shit. That's coming into last night. I was on like a streak of like, I put together what I thought was three good sets. Yeah. And uh, so coming into last night, I felt on fire. Mm -hmm. Last night, I, oh, Last night was one of those nights where, like, I got off stage and I was like, fuck. Yeah. I did okay, not good, you know? Just yeah. one of those things. And it shakes you, man. It shakes yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, but I, no, you're, you're pretty solid, man. Like, if you're, once you're in your zone, man, you're pretty, you're pretty solid. Like, this, like, you do the, that one joke that gets me every time. I'm like, fuck, man, how does he fucking do that shit? Uh, but it's, it's funny, man. But yeah, I, I get like the bad sets and shit. Uh, so, one of the reasons, one, one of the things that really interests me, about you, like you even talk about a bunch of, about your set. Is it cool if we talk about it? like the whole like? Uh, oh no, not at all. Mormonism? Not, no, no, no I'm joking. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, I'm an open book, dude. Well, the reason that I'll get into my story, I guess the reason why I found it so interesting was because like I was very religious when I was a kid. When right. I was younger, you know, I was even I was raised Catholic. You know, Mexican, obvious. Right. Uh, I was an altar boy. You know, so I went to church every weekend and worked through the church and all that stuff. Right. Um, and then. My, my whole thing was like the fear of God, the fear of like you know, uh, the church and all that stuff. Right. And then there was just things that started happening that I, I was like disagreeing with, you know, like uh, like our priest uh, at that time. Like you think the abortion thing uh, is a hot topic now. Right. Like back in the 90s, early 90s, like the, the pro-life, pro-choice thing, it was like a big deal. Yeah. And our priest at that time, um, they they would do like, a, a, what do you call it? Like boycott, not boycotts, but like... Um, where they go and pick it outside, like the Planned Parenthood or yeah, yeah. shit. What do you call it? 
picketing, uh, picketing, protest, protest, picketing, yeah. trespassing, whatever, uh, harassing people that would go into Planned Parenthood. Right. Um, and he even got arrested. He got arrested for trespassing, for harassing, and all that stuff. Damn. Well, he came back to the church and he he asked the school to to collect pennies to collect all the pennies that you could find, you know, check your couch cushions, all that stuff. Cause he was going to pay all his legal fees with the pennies that we oh, donated Jesus. to him. So that was like, why you're saying fuck you to the police. Right. You know, you were in the wrong, you know, right. you were trespassing. They asked you nicely to leave and that's why you got arrested. And now you're asking us kids yeah. to, to pretty much join in the, the, the whole right. fuck you to the city, to SAPD, by collecting these pennies to pay for your bill, to pay for all your shit. Yeah. And so I was like, man, that, that's not right. Uh, and then like a lot of stuff like with my parents' separation, like they didn't divorce until I was older. Right. But my father would bring like his, 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 his current family at that time, his girlfriend and his girlfriend's kids at the time, and the church would just embrace him. You know, because as long as you're paying donations and yeah. stuff like they would just embrace you, I was like, okay, that's fucked up too. Right. So my my whole like my whole uh, like uh, respect and just uh, alliance, I guess, to the church, just all went away with like those things, uh, like just topping on top of each other and all that stuff. Yeah. So I get that. I get like being so involved in something and then just losing it. Right. You know, or just wanting to like not be a part of it because of X, Y, and Z. So what was your story, man? Like what happened with you and what, what made you decide to to change? See, so I got a lot more respect for people like you because you actually had a reason for leaving. Like a, you looked at something and were like, there's something wrong here. Mm-hmm. And I was a fucking idiot, man. Like, <laughs> so the, the reason of what kind of shook me was a little bit more depressing. Um, I was hook, line and sinker sold into Mormonism, man, like born and raised in it. Yeah. And when I was 24, um, I was, I was preparing a lesson for church on Sunday and the title of one of the lessons was Joseph Smith in the first visions. And as a Mormon member, I was only taught jo- like the first vision. There was only one vision come to find out there's actually like seven different versions mm-hmm. and they're all like crazy different, like that he told. Mm-hmm. So like the first one he ever wrote down right after he had like his first vision mm-hmm. saying like, you know, that basically started Mormonism was like, Hey, an angel showed up to me. The next one is like an angel showed up to me and told me that I needed to start a church. The next one after that is like, God showed up to me. Mm-hmm. The next one after that is like God and Jesus showed up to me. Um, that rocked my boat, man. Yeah. Because, I was taught my whole life and I actually had to memorize scriptures Mm -hmm. like about the first vision. So just like the church admitting that there are other versions out there that are all like official Mm -hmm. that there's no way they mesh totally through me. So I was like, all right, well, what else are they not telling me? And I started researching from there. Mm. So it wasn't like that's, it's actually really embarrassing looking back. Like now I'm like very progressive, like, like, for example, with Mormons, Mormons are against, like, uh, gay marriage, for example. Mm-hmm. I was hook, line, and sinker. Like, Mormonism is true. Gay marriage is wrong. Mm. So I look at, like, stuff like that, where you actually looked at something and was like, this is not right. Yeah. I I was hook, line, and sinker. Like, yeah, let's get some pennies to help pay, like, pay this dude's, you know, bill or whatever. Yeah. And so, but that was, that was the catalyst. So I found that article online. I started researching. And, uh... It took about, I basically, every day I would research and it took about seven or eight months. What I would do is I would sit down and say, all right, what percentage do I believe in Mormonism and what percentage don't I believe in Mormonism? Mm -hmm. And it just kept chipping away and chipping away and chipping away. And when I got to the point where I felt like I 51% did not believe in Mormonism, Mm -hmm. I told my wife and we had like the rockiest month and a half of our marriage ever. Oh, wow. Because in Mormonism... Um, Mormons believe that you have to be sealed in the temple. And what they mean by that is like, if you get married and you're not, you don't get married in the Mormon temple, when you die, you're not married anymore. Hmm. Uh, if you are sealed in the Mormon temple, like when I marry my wife and we get sealed together, when we die, as long as we're both righteous and we go to heaven, we're going to be married in heaven. Hmm. And so if you so can, y'all don't do that till death do us part. In the well, that, that's what, that's what they say. Like they don't do the till death do you part. Oh, okay. Um, 
I don't know exactly what the wording is, but that's that's what they think about like non Mormon weddings. It's till death do you part, and yeah. at death you're you're done. Yeah. So if you can imagine, I basically when I'm telling my wife I don't believe in Mormonism, what I'm telling her is like you don't have a husband anymore, like past us, wow. you know, dying. Wow. And so for a lot of like Mormon people, if the other spouse keeps believing, like one leaves and the other spouse keeps believing, a lot of time they get divorced because like, why would you stay with somebody if you think, you know, if you think you live on earth for 60 something years yeah, and then you spend eternity with your spouse, like why the fuck would you spend 60 years here, 40 years or whatever it is, uh-huh. you know, with somebody that you're not going to be married to for the rest of eternity. Did your wife have doubts too before you had that or you, you nope. brought it all up? No, I was I was a hundred percent in until I found like that one article, uh-huh. um, and then I told her when I was about forty nine percent into Mormonism, and uh, she was hook, line, and sinker sold. And I told her it took about a month and a half until she was finally like, "Hey, what were you researching?" Yeah, but that we we never fight, we never have arguments, really, mm. and that was like that was the rockiest part of our marriage ever. Yeah, like with 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 the. Uh the Catholics, I mean, like I still go to church. Like if there's right. something that goes on, like we do rosaries uh, when somebody passes, you know, we pray for their, for them to get into heaven, all that stuff. Right. I still do that. I still go to those things. I still participate in that way. Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't receive communion. Or yeah. I don't do like the body of Christ, the blood of Christ. I don't do that. I don't do like any like the confessions. I don't do any of that. Right. Uh, but so I still kind of practice uh, for occasions, for special occasions. Right. Uh, holidays and all that stuff uh, with Mormons, like is, you're either a hundred percent or none. Right. Yeah. And it, it's hard to be one or the other because they teach like, this is 100% true. Mm. If, if the book of Mormon isn't true, then like all the rest of it isn't, it, all the rest of it isn't true. If Joseph Smith didn't have the first vision and they like, they actually actively teach that if yeah. this didn't happen, none of it's true. And so when you, if you come to the point where you're like, this one thing isn't true, the whole house of cards crumbles. Wow. And it's, it's almost impossible. I mean, there's people that don't believe that still go, but it's almost impossible. If you get to the point where you don't believe, it's almost impossible as a Mormon to keep going because mm. it's either all or nothing. And like Catholicism, Judaism, I know is kind of like, like Catholicism. Mm-hmm. You can like culturally be Jewish mm-hmm. where you like do all the practices you celebrate, but. I know a lot of like, I actually know a lot of Jewish people that don't believe. Yeah, they don't celebrate their holidays and all that stuff. Yeah, with with Mormons, it's all in or all out, man. Wow, that's crazy. So yeah, that has to be like a tough decision to make, you know, because you weren't weren't just making it for yourself, you're making it like for your family and stuff. Yes. Well, I was doing it thinking, all right, well, either she's going to be on board or she's not, and that might be the end of our marriage. But like, I was sitting there, I I love my wife, and I was like, I... I don't know if I could live this like life where I could, cause I was like, all right, well, if I bring this up, she might divorce me. Mm. But it's like, I don't know if I could live a life of like believing in Mormonism or pretending to believe in Mormonism. Yeah. So, but I mean, like has the, like the backfire of all that stuff, like kind of settled. Like yes. you're still good with like the people you were good with before y'all, y'all just don't share the church anymore. Like yeah. stuff like that. The, uh, the, the biggest thing that took a hit was me and my parents, um, relationship. Cause mm-hmm. they were, they're still all in, you know? Yeah. And, and it's the same with them. Like you get sealed together as a family. So all your kids are going to be your kids in the afterlife and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So basically with me, tell, it's the same thing with my wife, with me telling them, mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, I'm not going to be in heaven with you guys anymore is what they, they literally believe. Man, that's so crazy. That's yeah. such a like intense, uh, theory or, or, right. or thought you know like be after this after we're gone you know like we'll, yep. we'll see each other like there and i'll go join up in there and stuff right i mean i guess that everybody has like their their thoughts of like heaven and the afterlife and stuff like that right um and that's that's another thing to, like i don't i don't believe in all that stuff like i think you know once you're done here that that's it you right know? you know and i'm fine with that yeah you know uh, the whole heaven. I mean, I, I guess I say that, but then I just think, oh, well, well, I still go to rosaries, you know, because right. you're praying for their, the, the, the past soul right. to get into heaven and all that stuff. So I, I don't know, man. I, I guess it's just like out of habit, out of blind faith, you know? Yeah. Uh, and just like, like uh, it's like the safe bet type yeah. of thing. Yeah. You know, like, how could this hurt if I do it? You know, if I don't do it, yeah, I'll probably feel bad. But if I do, 
um, I'm just placing a safe bet type of thing. Right. <laughs> there's a there's a name for that. I want to say Occam's razor, but it's not Occam's razor. It's it's something else. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, it always interests me when like well, like like you said, like with Catholics and with, with like the, the Jewish, like they can say like they're not practicing, they're not a part of it. Right. But it's not as serious. It's not as serious. Right. To me, it's not as serious as, as people that leave like the Mormon church and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, because it's a big, uh, uh, it's a big deal. Like, what is that thing? Like, the, is it like the Amish that they go on like their little journey and stuff? Like they go into like the big city and they live their yeah. life and like they choose then if yep. they want to come back or do other stuff. Like, is it sort of like that? Like kind of connected with that or? No. Um, I mean, Mormons are really mainstream Christians with just their whole different set of beliefs, like on top of Christianity. So yeah. it, they're, they're basically Catholics for the most part, uh, with just a, a little bit extra, mm. but, um, like there, there's no really like, Oh, go out and figure out if you want it to be true. Like you choose at eight, if you want to be baptized, you know, mm. and you're just kind of raised up believing that this is true with And it's kind of funny too, because like, so you're not Mormon. You've never been Mormon. Mormons believe that when you die, uh, you could possibly become Mormon in the afterlife because you never had the opportunity yet, right? Mm. I am, I'm done. I already made the choice. Wow. And so that's, that's where the difference is. Like, you know, let's say your parents tomorrow become Mormon. Like they would probably try to get you to be Mormon because they'd be like, hey, you should be in the afterlife with us. Yeah. But if you're not, it's no big deal because maybe when you die, maybe you'll become Mormon. Mm -hmm. I am a 100%. I already turned it down. So when I die, they know where I'm going. You know what I mean? There's no born again Mormonism or Mormon? No. Born again No, I would have to, in this lifetime, I would have to go back to Mormonism. Hmm. That's so crazy, man. Yeah. So as long as I'm not Mormon, like it's like a, I have like a death nail on me from like people that are not Mormon, like my parents. Yeah. They would know like according to them, like. Yeah, we're not going to see him. Well, so what kind, what kind of stuff, like what kind of silly stuff were you not allowed to do? Like, could you ride a motorcycle if you were in the yes. church? <laughs> so I'll give you some of the, the silly stuff. Um, and with all due respect, I'm not trying to like shit on anybody, anybody listening and all this hey, stuff. Yeah, I lived it for 25 years. I have no respect for it. So <laughs> I'll shit on it. Uh, no, you're not allowed to drink tea. Tea? Like, yep. <laughs> Sugar, no, yeah. just no tea. No, no tea. Why is that? What's the do they? Because God says. Just because God says. So there's no explanation behind reasons why you, or rules that you couldn't do, like man-made rules. Everybody has, um, like a lot of Mormons have their own specific like ways that they think of it. For example, uh, coffee is another one. You're not allowed to drink coffee. What? Um, so some Mormons think that's because caffeine, mm-hmm. but they'll still drink soda. So mm-hmm. like some Mormons think you're not allowed to drink soda either. There's no like official, you can't drink soda mm. or caffeine. Like they'll drink like caffeine free soda. Um, so like some Mormons take, you can't drink coffee is like, cause we know what's in coffee. And so some Mormons take that as like, Oh, it's the caffeine. But so no tea, no uh, coffee, no drugs of any kind. So like a cigarette can't do, you could do like medical drugs, mm. but no like marijuana, no, none of that. What if it's medical marijuana? They, they've, they finally kind of come around the bend on that. Yeah. And like your day-to-day Mormons would probably like, some would probably say no, some would probably say yes. Mm. The Mormon church has barely turned the corner on that a little bit, but mm. they're pretty much against it. Yeah. Um, not allowed to drink, no alcohol. So th- those are kind of the crazier beliefs. Like the magic underwear, that's, that's a real thing. The magic underwear, yeah. what is that? So <laughs> when you go through the temple, you get what's called garments. Uh-huh. Garments are supposed to like signify your uh, covenant with God to keep his commandments. Uh-huh. And it's supposed to represent like Adam and Eve when they got clothed in the garden after they ate the fruit, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but basically, as long as you're wearing them, it shows that you're like going to keep God's covenants mm-hmm. and that he's going to protect you. And the reason they get that uh, the like moniker of magic underwear is because like there's stories floating around in Mormonism that like, oh, somebody got shot and like they're wearing their garments and it didn't go through the garments. Oh, okay. So like I was taught like different stories like that when I was a kid. So that's kind of how people think like, oh, so they wear these magic underwear. Yeah. But so like, yeah, if you look at like any of my pictures from like five, six years ago and I'm wearing like an undershirt in every single picture, those are my magic underwear, man. <laughs> what ha- what happens if they rip? Do you get a replace? Like, Yeah, you, you buy them. You have to buy them from the church. 
So, <laughs> so you can't get it on Amazon. <laughs> um, you you probably would be able to, but oh, so Mormons could use Amazon, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you're getting it on Amazon, that means you bought them from somebody that like those were theirs. So nah, man. And then uh, I guess it's different than like like the Jehovah's Witness, right? Like you don't you don't go out and like uh try to recruit or we anything do. like that. Y'all do. Yeah, people confuse us with Jehovah's Witnesses all the time because we go door to door. So when you turn, uh, at least when you're a boy, and they've changed it since I've been in it. When I was in the church, uh, when you turn 19, now it's 18. Mm-hmm. When you turn 19, if you were a boy, you were able to uh, go out on a mission, mm-hmm. which means for two years, um, like they, they told you where to go. Mm-hmm. But for two years, you were sent somewhere and you were in that area for two years with a companion. Mm-hmm like going door to door, riding on bikes with little name tags and stuff mm-hmm. and uh, just trying to convert people. So I was sent to uh, Calgary, Canada, I was sent to the Calgary, Canada mission. Mm. And uh, I only stayed out there eight months. I, I ended up coming home. Yeah. But um, yeah, Pete, so we do the door to door thing. It's. Is it, I, I knew somebody that would, uh, I don't know if it's Mormons or Jehovah Witness, but uh because if you ask them to help you in any way, like Mormons. they can't say no. Yeah. So every time that they had to move, <laughs> yeah. they would ask Mormons and like, yeah, sure. Like they were like, all, yeah. the whole gang of them would help move furniture right. from one apartment to the next and all that stuff. Yeah. And all you got to do is like actually sit down and have like an actual conversation with them about their church and then yeah. decide all that stuff. So that's Mormons. I mean, technically, I don't even think you'd have to do that. Like we were, the problem is, so when you go door to door, nobody wants to talk to you. Yeah. So we would get asked like every once in a while to like help out mm-hmm. and uh, with anything. Like I, I was in Canada, so we would shovel people's driveways. Mm. You're so fucking bored that like I'll do fucking anything, man. Like I'll really? shovel your driveway. I don't care <laughs> if it means I have a tiny sliver of sitting down with you and mm-hmm. maybe you taking a lesson because they track all that stuff. Like you have to like track how many lessons you give a week and you have to have a goal of like I have to give this many lessons a week. Yeah. Nothing happens if you don't reach it, but oh, you okay. still have like the goal. I was like, well, what's the punishment for that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe they would like try and put you somewhere else, see if you can like work a little more or yeah. something. But yeah, you have goals that you have, you set per week where you're trying to give X amount of lessons and stuff. Yeah. But no, I always thought like, oh man, that's, well, that's a good way to, to kind of like not cheat the system, but like kind of take advantage of people, Dude. which sounds horrible now that I'm saying it. But yeah, like any time they had to move, you always saw Mormons there. From somebody that is not, that that served on a mission and was one of those missionaries, dude. You're not taking advantage of them. They're bored shitless, and yeah. they are. They probably got a boner at the opportunity <laughs> of you possibly taking a lesson. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that's crazy. That sounds so wholesome, though. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of things in Mormonism that I think they're taught for the wrong reasons, ultimately. Mm-hmm. But regardless of how you get there, if it's the wrong reasons, they're still good teachings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. You know, for example, I was talking with this, I was talking about this the other night, like the whole don't have sex before marriage isn't necessarily a a bad teaching. I don't think Yeah. like before marriage, you know, I, I don't agree with that. Uh, but the idea is like, okay, we don't want, if the idea is we don't want like kids Mm -hmm. growing up with like parents that aren't together, Mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm generally for that idea. I was raised by a single parent. Mm -hmm. I saw what that was like. Um, the, the mechanism for doing that is like, that's a sin and a sin will make you burn in hell. Mm -hmm. The out, the outcome that they want is good. The way that you teach somebody that is bad. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, there's a lot of wholesome things Mm -hmm. that I think the way they get there is wrong, but the end teaching I think is pretty good. So that's a bad example because I'm, I don't agree with the sex before marriage. I, <laughs> I should just say like just sex in general, like don't have sex. Yeah. But no, I mean, everybody has that, like, you know, it's, it's a sin and stuff, but like, uh, doesn't stop anybody. No. You know, people still do it. And that's, I was thinking about that today. Like, uh, with Mormonism, like you, you're kind of so walled off and like, for example, master, I was listening what made me think about it was, uh, you and Dallas van. I was mm. listening to your guys' episode. Oh, I yeah, listened yeah. like three or four episodes a day, just refreshing myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we touched on porn. Yeah. And, like, the difference <clears throat> that we, like, yeah. And you guys are talking about masturbation and I was sitting there like, even, even as like a 30 year old dude, it's hard for me to break out of that mold of like, holy shit, these dudes are just sitting there talking about masturbation mm. because when I was growing up, 
the first time I masturbated, I was like, dude, I'm the only dude in the world that's masturbated. <laughs> and like, I'm going to hell. And if somebody else has, they've already probably like repented of that sin. Yeah. Or they're like not Mormon and they just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Cause like, I literally thought like the first time I masturbated, I was like, fuck, I'm going to hell now. Like, yeah, it's settled. Well, everybody has that thoughts after yeah. they come. I mean, like the whole like come down thing, that whole guilty thing. Yeah. Did, like everybody thinks they're going to hell afterwards. I, I think that <laughs> it's not yeah, just yeah, a yeah. Mormon thing. <laughs> I think, I think the difference is like when you're raised Mormon, like you would never, like he was talking about when, uh, when he found, uh, his dad's porn and he took it to school Yeah, and you were like, Oh, I found, and he was like, Oh, you probably took it to school. And you're like, no, no man. I would have been the same way. It would have been like, dude, nobody's going to know that I found this. Cause yeah. if they do, like, they're going to tell on me yeah. like when you're Mormon, you know, you grow up and it's like, dude, th- there's no way in the world I would have ever suggested to anybody that I had ever once even touched my dick, you yeah, know, for sure. No, nah, man, I, I remember that, like, that whole fear, like, he's like, oh, you're probably the cool guy, you know, you took it, I was like, nah, fuck that, Yeah, you know, because, you know, one person tells another person, yeah. and then I get in trouble and shit, and then I, you know, yeah. when you were younger, when you thought you were in trouble, you're like, fuck, my life's over, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and that's how it was, and it was so, it was so fucking filthy, right. it was just filthy stuff that I got, it was, I was more afraid of being, uh, getting in trouble, and then yeah. I was more, like, embarrassed, that I actually enjoyed what I was like yeah. watching or seeing and all that stuff. It's like, what the fuck's wrong with me? Why are all these naked chicks like fucking doing this to me? Like I'm fucking sick and mental. Dude, it was making me think <laughs> of the first time that I ever, it was, dude, it wasn't even porn, man. It was, it was a girl in a fucking bathing suit, but kind of in like doggy stuff. Like, I don't know. She was kind of like bent over, like on all fours yeah. with her ass up in the air. Yeah. But the picture was like from above her like looking down at her face so like you couldn't even see anything right mm. and she was in a bathing suit mm-hmm. anyways yeah the fir- that was like the first thing i ever like printed off in my house and you that printed. was <laughs> dude that was back when you had to have the disc the AOL disc in yeah and it was fucking dial up yeah and the printers i don't know if you remember printers but they would go line by line yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking slow yeah and so we had like our computer room and i was just raised by a single dad and uh i was like running back and forth like from the computer to like the door, like looking to see if he came home. Cause if he did, I was going to like turn off the printer and like pull out the paper. Just take what was already printed. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's just her forehead. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll use it. It's good enough, man. <laughs> oh shit, man. That's funny, dude. Uh, it was cool, man. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for, thanks for coming by. Um, again, any shout outs, any show promotions or anything that you want to give a shout out while you, while we got the time. Yeah. So that one on June 2nd, um, that's uh, this weekend. It's 7.30. Like I said, the tickets are free. There's an Eventbrite page. You can find it, uh, I'm sure, on LOL's website, but you can find it on my Facebook page, Brendan Potter. Um, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram on Pots on Fire. And I also am doing uh, Luke Malden's uh, Middleton okay. Six Pack of Brews show July 31st. So it's a little ways out. but I think I'm doing that show too. Hell yeah, man. That'll be a lot of fun, man. Hell yeah. That's cool, man. Uh, man, there was so much more I wanted to cover, but I like to keep these episodes like under an hour. Yeah. But when I start up that, that, that podcast like that, I do it open mic. Sit down, for sure, dude. Man. Yeah, yeah. Sit down, dude. For sure. We got to do it. You and the, the other three musketeers. Yeah. Let's sit down, dude. Cool, man. Thanks for coming out. Uh, see y'all next time.